Before we get started, a word from 3BR, a sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. 3BR Distillery is a producer of unusual craft spirits, featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit is made from peas and is an homage to a family recipe, secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Learn more about 3BR at 3BR Distilling on Instagram or visit the tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. Welcome back to Matt and Mike Read Comics. I'm Matt. I'm Mike. How's it going, Mike? It's going great. Let's. Did we read some comics? We did read. We did read oh, some dear comics. Oh dear Lord, did we read comics? <laughs> uh, but you know, since our last episode, something else happened uh, in the uh, in the comic book world. I'm sure you've all heard about it. Yes. Uh, John Romita Senior has passed away. Ninety one. Ninety three. And uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm never ready to lose anyone, uh, no matter how old or you, you know, well, young. Right. I mean, Especially old, no matter how how um, much of a life you've led, but he he led a life. He really did. Um, he led a stellar life. Talk about um, uh, first off, amazing artist. Yes. Okay. Um, that's the legacy for everybody in the world. But also, great father. His son. Uh, I met Jr. Junior. Met him on. More than one occasion. Um, so John Romita Jr., I know. It's <laughs> just a real phenomenal artist in yeah. his own right, but just a great guy. And uh, he's, he's, um, he had never had anything but like, and no one's going to spill their uh, family secrets to yeah, some right. guy, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, me and my father. Boy, I, boy, do I look forward to Thanksgiving to kick the shit out of him. Uh, but, you know, it's, um, it's it's endearing to see this gentleman who follows in his father's footsteps, and he he cleaved his own um, his own path. Right. He never took advantage of his father's name, although there's no way you can't. Yeah. But he never he was never like lording it over anybody. It was really funny because I was uh, talking to Bob Layton, okay, who was telling me about Jr. Junior. and said that. Um, you know, John Romita Jr., great guy. You know, um, it was so funny because he's they they started work around the same-ish time, and um, when they were on Iron Man together, Bob was like, "You don't know. I I I finish up this stuff. You don't. <laughs> I'm I make you. I I finish the comic." And he had to, you know, kind of like gently put him and. and uh, if you've ever met Bob Layton, he doesn't gently do anything. Yeah. Like I put him in his place. I was like, and he's like six foot three, and I'm like, you absolutely did, sir. <laughs> but then you talk to Jr. Junior, and he's like a bodybuilder from you know from uh, from Brooklyn. You're he's like, so Italian. And yeah, he's <laughs> Just, like, and you know, rightly so because you know the family, the yep. bonds are strong, and um, but it's just. Just a wonderful human being, and you could tell that that's because of his father's influence. And yeah. His father, I, n- I never had the pleasure of meeting. Uh, I I know people who have, and I've never heard a bad word about him. Well, when when did when did he stop doing like like 
you know, like real work, like full time. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm um, sure it never stopped drawing, really. But like, I'm, I'm sure he never did. I know he did some, um, some custom. Oh, he did some uh, variant covers yeah. for Marvel a couple of years back. But he was still going Spider Man, going strong on Spider Man. It was Ross Andrew, Gil Kane, and him. I'm into like the two hundreds. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was going to say, cause I know, you know, for, for me, right. Junior is much more my, like I grew up reading his comics, He's your you know, in the, right. Guy. Like in the nineties, you know, in the two thousands. Gotcha. Um, and I've obviously read a lot of, you know, seniors stuff, but like none of that was really, I feel like I, I was never picking up new books. I felt like as a kid that had, that had his name on them really. No, you're a little bit younger. In yeah. That regard for me, it was, that's like when I was seven or eight. Right. And he was still like doing stuff and creating new characters. I, I don't know if you knew this. He created, he was a co-creator of Wolverine. See that I did not know actually. The look of Wolverine he came up with. Uh, he was the art director for Marvel in right. the, the 70s. And it was actually really it was a kind of a step up for him because <laughs> when when he was doing a bunch of stuff, um, and and he he said something very kind, very kindly about Stan. He's like Stan was Stan was Stan. Yeah, <laughs> I liked working with Stan. Stan was Stan. Instead of giving you a raise, Stan would give you a nickname, <laughs> and the more nicknames you had, the more raises you should have gotten and you know like okay and it, it was very sweet and he said it with you know a chuckle in his voice but you know people are trying to make is mm -hmm. trying to make a, a couple of bucks here, yeah you know he just uh they're not doing a, this yeah. out of the, the uh, kindness of your heart and if the, it's the days before you know like cons and stuff right yep. you know when artists could make a lot of money on the side doing those sorts of things right but it's and and in my opinion, it should never have been like, well, yeah. you can make a lot of money on the side instead of doing your, you should just be able yeah. to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, but he, he also helped create the aesthetic, the look for uh, Punisher. See, that's awesome to me. It's two of the most legendary Marvel characters that, oh my you God, know, yes. you, you don't often, I feel like people don't often think about that, piece of it when they're thinking about legendary characters they more often relate to the writer that created the characters right you know like you know the stan lees of the world right and everybody's you know hulk and thor and everything else but like there's it's the artist primarily that's coming up with a lot of those creative choices in terms of the the look of the character the costume design and like you know what the their powers are going to be exactly like so i feel like very often the artists are not always given that credit Exactly, and, um, and we heard a lot of turmoil over this new Stan Lee documentary on yep. um, on Disney that they have out there. And you know what? Let's let's give credit where credits due. Jack Kirby, yeah, what a visionary. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a huge Kirby fan um, now more than I was years ago when I right. was like seven or eight. I looked for the splashy guy. I looked for the Neil Adams. I looked for the George Perez. I looked for the um, I'll be honest. I look for the John Romita Senior. I yeah. was looking for um, uh, who? Uh, my God! I, I now I can appreciate Kirby's. It, it was solid, right? It, it was. It looked like it, it was, you know, foundational. Yes, is that's that's the best word I can come up with. If you look at Ditko stuff, Ditko stuff was angular and creepy, mm -hmm. and you're looking at that, and he had a. John Romita Sr. had a tough row to hoe 
when he took over the artistic choice of Spider-Man. Well, I think that's one of the most fascinating things for me, specifically about Spider-Man and the whole relationship between Ditko and Ramita, because I think, you know, one of the reasons why Spider-Man was so successful when he first came out was because he looked the polar opposite of the Kirby-style characters, right. with the square jaw and the big muscles and the, and the refrigerator-built frames at yeah. the time. He's a scrawny little guy, and then, you know, Ditko did the first, what, like 90-ish? 30, or, oh, 30? like 30. Oh, Way, Thirty-six. Way less than I thought. Yeah, um, but I mean, but everything, then, everything that yeah. they've done since then. I mean, uh, well, like, there's a couple things that they're doing in, in like the right in, uh, enter the Spider Verse, right? Exactly. That is coming f- directly directly from, from Ditko. Ditko. Yeah. No, directly from Ramita, like the Prowler. Yeah, Prowler is that is all Ramita. Oh, that that was one. Okay, I didn't. Know oh that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, the Prowler was Hobie. Uh, Hobie Brown was. And I mean, it was just amazing. And we we got um, uh, Robbie Robertson mm-hmm. from Ramita. Okay. Um, the cast of characters got bigger under him because Peter Parker. You know, when Ditko did him, he was in high school. Right. So uh, he graduated high school, and when he graduated high school, that when did that's when Ditko's like, all right, I'm out of here. Yep. And then we had. Gwen Stacy joining the cast. And you're like, holy crap. You know, here's, you know, before it was, you know, uh, Betty Brandt. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all these um, uh, alliterative names, Betty Brandt. Right. And Betty Brandt had like, you know, the little bob haircut, yeah. right? And she was very like demure. Yeah, and, she know. looked like Princess from uh, <laughs> uh, Father Knows Best. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you're like, okay, that's that's awesome. But then you... You got into like Gwen Stacy, and Gwen Stacy is her father was a policeman, and you're like, oh shit, yeah. You know, no one wants to date a policeman, yeah, captain, daughter. police captain. Yeah. <laughs> and no one wants to date a police captain's daughter, right? Especially in New York. Um, and then you got Harry Osborne, and you got Norman Osborne. We mm-hmm. we'd been introduced to Green Goblin, right, by Ditko, but we didn't know who. Norman Osborn, right, was and until... that was before he had the before he had taken the Goblin Serum, and he was yeah. just trying to be crime guy number one. Yeah, now he took the Goblin Serum under Ramita. Yeah, well, that and... was that, and Ramita drew all those issues too, right, with the you know the legendary death of Gwen Stacy and unmasking of Peter Parker was, by the Green um, Goblin. Well, that was Ross Andrew. Okay, yeah, Ross Andrew did that. Gil Kane, um, you know, had. Um, Norman getting stabbed was it? Yeah, it was it was Gil Kane? Yeah, with his own glider. Those. Yeah, and then you had uh, Spider-Man meeting up with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, in succession, Bing, Bang, and Boom. Right, and you're like, holy crap, that's pretty badass. So, but I think that we got at least forty issues. The forty. Thirty-nine. You got sixty issues. Yeah, you got sixty issues of John Romita Jr. or John Romita Senior. Sorry, you have to cut that out. <laughs> John Romita Senior uh, doing the pencils on uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, at least because he went up to a uh, hundred and then he started bouncing mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah, because we got Morbius. I mean, we we got some really kick-ass. Yeah, for sure. Um, people here, and uh, some people like. Like, these guys are my friends. Hey, the, the comic books are my friends. That's true, yes. I know, growing up growing up as a lonely boy. Um, but we're, we're looking here at some really cool ones. Yeah, like I pulled got a few an, nice ones off the shelf. I pulled number 43, which was the first full appearance of Mary Jane. And this is, and it's got Rhino on the cover, and it's so much fun. Because 
they teased us. Um, we we got to hear about Mary Jane Watson. Right. Um, Anna Watson's Aunt May's next door yeah, neighbor. The niece, oh, my right. niece is coming over. And you're looking at these women, and they're probably like, not much older than I am right now. <laughs> and they're like, eh, 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 and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, well, Aunt, Aunt May has been 85 for. I know. <laughs> since the but I'm 60s. looking at Mar- uh, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, and I'm like, yowza. You well, know, yeah. and even Sally Field as Aunt May, I was like, yowza. Yeah, she just gets, pro- they, they, they got to make her just like progressively I know. younger because they, they can't, they haven't freaking killed her in the comic books yet. I mean, like for real, killed her, I right? Know. You know? Well, well yeah. <laughs> and they, I think they buried her a couple of times, yeah. but yeah, holy crap. Oh God, remember that, remember that reveal when, uh, in the in the nineties when you know when she she died during the clone oh my god saga, yeah and you found that, out that it was it's like he hired a a, a body uh, double god. or something and he was actually Norman Osborn is actually keeping her yeah was, what oh. the how Machiavellian <laughs> do you get <laughs> holy shit Spider Man um, is my favorite comic book character and he has got man it, peaks and valleys man peaks yeah. and valleys yeah, in the you. storytelling i'm with you <laughs> i feel the same way about the jsa god anyway i'm sorry so we're, we're, we're talking about mary jane's first appearance so, we were teased that we were teased mary jane when um when steve ditko was still on the book and we didn't right. get to see her until that famous you know night uh in number 41 face the it fa- tiger yep. you just hit the jackpot Yep, and so did we. Right, and so it's a love story. It's a love story for the ages. It really is. It really is. Yeah, uh, she's the quintessential girl next door for mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Um, he's like all, all like all true men. He is uh, swinging outside of his weight class. Oh when yeah. he's going after. Like oh, I mean, yeah. if uh, I mean, I've seen your lady. You've seen mine. <laughs> we both know. Yep, it's like okay, yeah, just sit back and go. Oh, God did, damn, I got lucky. Yeah, I, I got. Oh, damn, you know, thank God she didn't find somebody who's just even a little bit more classy than me. So. I know. I know that the first time I brought my girlfriend over to, to my place, I've got, I've got Funko Pops on my walls. Yes. I've got. It's just, it's, it looks like the kind of place you'd expect me to live in, and she just didn't even bat an eye, and I was like. Awesome. Yes, you're a keeper. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Me too. I'm, right? Yeah, exactly. We merged our... The, the day I knew she was a keeper was the day we merged our comic book collection. Yes. So that was awesome. Yes. I know, yeah, the fact that I can come here with Melissa now, she's like, she's like, she's like I, need, I need Mike to give me another recommendation. I'm like, <laughs> good. <laughs> Anytime. Um, um, and then we've got number 60, which is uh, first Kingpin cover. Um, you know, this is... Uh, we saw... Now everybody thinks of the Kingpin as a daredevil villain, but they forget that he originally um, showed up in Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man was friendly neighborhood, and he would go out there, and he would take on the the mob bosses of the world. Yeah. Hammerhead. guys. Yeah. yeah. Hammerhead, Silvermane, the Kingpin. Um, now, I don't think Tony Soprano would have something like... I don't think he'd let himself be called the kingpin. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Uncle Junior seems like he would, but no, I don't think so. So these are, and this is the first Vanessa Fisk in uh, Amazing Spider-Man seventy. So his uh, his body of work is going to live on forever, and we're seeing more and more of it now. In the, I think that um, Spider-Man one, uh, the the Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Spider-Man two. We're both very Ditko-esque. I would agree with that, yes. Okay. 
Uh, I'm the Amazing Spider-Man one and two, a little bit more Ramita. Yep. And I think that the um, the new stuff with with our boy Tom Tom Holland that's more. John Romita Sr. Yeah. Or John Romita Jr. Yeah, I would definitely agree yeah. with that, especially considering, like, you know, the first the first two Amazing Spider- or the first two Spider-Man movies with Toby, he was, it was very much more that, I mean, aside from the fact, well, they both took place in high school, I guess, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it was very much more that nerdy Peter Parker, right? Mm-hmm. And even as Spider-Man, he wasn't, there wasn't a lot of jokes or, or, or quipping, mm-hmm. right? When you compare that to in the comics, right? Because, you know, in Amazing Spider-Man, right? He was, you know, he's obviously a little bit more moody, emo-y, like whatever, but he was like, all, he was all jokes. Like uh, Andrew oh, Garfield yeah. was all jokes. I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. But when you compare that to, like you said, you know, the the thing that I always found interesting, right, is that the, almost like a little bit of the writing almost of the Spider-Man character had to change a little bit almost, it felt like, to kind of sync up with Ramita's style because all of a sudden you go from this, you know, almost kind of lanky-looking guy in Ditko's style, and Ramita's drawn him, you know, with the nice... He's like a much better-looking Peter Parker. Yes. Right? He's got the square jaw, like the nice coiffed hair, right? He's he's, he's, he's drawn a more muscular version of Peter Parker, right? right? You know, Which makes sense. It totally makes sense, right? Because <laughs> Spider-Man, if... If um, if you ever read like the uh, and I had those pocket books, yeah, the the um, the Spider Man, you know, and it reprinted like the first six, right? And I'm like, oh my god, I love this! And they would have the little um, like the pinup stuff in the back, <laughs> yeah. and it has, hey, well, you know, and and you have a picture of Spider Man holding up all the the more powerful heroes at the time, like um, you have him holding up uh, Hulk, Thing, Thor. Iron Man, and he's, like, holding him on a platform. And he's like, you know, he is one of the most powerful of all the Marvel heroes, uh, even though he has not hit... He's not quite as strong as these guys, but please remember yep. that he's still a teenager. And you're like, shit, that's pretty badass. It's really badass. And they kept him at one level for 30 years. Right. He was at one power level where he could, like, lift 10 tons. Yeah. And I was obsessed with, like... The rankings mm-hmm. of who's the most powerful. Oh, I love reading those. Yeah. Love reading those. But um, they had one in the back of an amazing annual. I forget which one it was. I think it was 16 or 17. And it showed you like the class 100 um, superheroes or yeah. super beings. And it was Thor. It was Hulk. It was Iron Man when if he's, you know, hooked up to right. like the sun. You know? <laughs> um and Wonder Man and Namor. Yeah. And it's like, all right, that's so cool. These guys can lift over 100, uh, you know, uh, 100 tons, which is like, shit, that's 100 I, tons. I can't fathom know. what that looks like. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a shit ton of tons. Um, and then they had uh, like Sasquatch, Colossus, and, uh, you know, there's another ranking. Yep. and. They were just above or just below those guys. And Iron Man, if he's, you know, just regular. And, yeah, you know, if, he has, if he has his underwater armor yeah, on. he's like, ah, yeah, yeah this is, <laughs> uh, you see me in two things. You know, they're, they're being all jokey and yeah. stuff. And then there's Spider-Man is like, I'm in this grouping. And it's got Power Man. It's got. Um, yeah, like Luke Cage, Luke Cage, right? Yeah. Luke Cage was, he could only uh, press like three tons. Right. Back in the 70s and 80s. Right. Now he's like fifty tons. Yeah, now he's like they've definitely beefed him up. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. And but Spider Man should be like around twenty 
you know, 20 yeah, times. Yeah, for sure. Well, I remember, like, as a, you know, because I, you know, I, I used to love reading that stuff when I was a kid, all those power rankings, mm-hmm. like, reading into, you know, the, the, the characters a little bit more. And I remember as a kid reading a lot of Spider-Man comics, always kind of wondering about those things and reading them separately because I remember they'd always, like, numerous different writers would always make a point of talking about how Spider-Man would constantly pull his punches mm-hmm. when he's, because, like you said, like we said before, he's fighting a lot of just street-level, like, thugs, right? Yeah. And he'd always, they'd, oh, the writers would always say, gotta make sure to pull my punches. I'm like, like why, though? You know, and then you read about, it, like, oh, because if he actually used his full strength, he would punch this guy in half. Yeah. You I know, mean, like, <laughs> so it's fascinating to read stuff like that because, yeah, he is one of the stronger heroes. And people tend to forget that. Yeah. And but one of the, the coolest things that, and this is something that Ramita did all over the place, was he made him uh, formidable mm-hmm. in just fighting. He didn't have a specific style. And I think that uh, J.R. Jr. picked up and ran with it in that he was, he had speed, he had agility, and he had this, Almost like martial arts, he used his yes. um, his spider sense, his spider sense to like get out of danger, and he's kicking ass. And you're you're like, whoa, this is pretty kick. This is this is amazing. But if you went up against someone like Iron Fist or Shang Chi, Shang Chi, yep, or Captain America, he usually got his ass handed to him because they're more disciplined fighters, right? But if he lasts long enough. He wears them out exactly. And so he uses I'm like, That's spider sense. Awesome. Yeah, I I always love stuff like that when they when they really dig into that. Like Bendis is good at, at really like digging into to stuff like that. And, and like, I loved his Ultimate Spider Man, and that's that's almost all Ramita stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know Stan Lee and Ramita. But when when you you're talking about stuff like that, just to to put like a little bow on what we're talking about, and God bless you, John Ramita Senior. You you shaped our childhood, and you continued. You will mm-hmm. continue to shape. Uh, my children's and grandchildren's childhood, God, God willing, but you know, um, the bow I was going to put on was uh, this that you know, um, he gave us a Spider-Man that was he had you know yeah he was the the Peter Park the Peter Parker the he was the Charlie Brown of superheroes you know someone would always pull the. Uh, football away from him but he he was always optimistic Mm -hmm. he always was like you know with great power comes great responsibility and you know i'm gonna live up to that and you know my uncle ben showed me that i gotta do this and i'm gonna until you know you know until i until i die yep yeah, that's why. That's honestly, that's one of the reasons why Spider Man has always been my favorite. He's always feels like the perpetual underdog, right? And no matter what happens to him, he always finds a way to like. He's the one. He's Peter Parker, specifically Peter Parker, like regular six one six Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. He is probably the only hero in the Marvel universe, maybe Captain America, that you could never like turn bad like there's nothing you can do with everything that's been done to him Mm. (laughs) like since in his career there is nothing else you can do that would give him an excuse to turn bad like we talked about like you know Cyclops turning heel you know a few episodes ago right and like all of that stuff makes sense right you know and then Captain America I guess with the Cosmic Cube and Secret Empire whatever the hell that was but you know there's barring any sort of really 
terrible plot MacGuffin, you cannot turn Peter Parker into a bad guy. Very true. Uh, the only, yeah, like you said, the Cosmic Cube, maybe. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ultimate Nullifier, no. I don't yeah, think right? I, don't, like, I don't think that that would make him turn bad. Um, no. No, you're right. Because he was, I mean, two seminal issues for me about Spider-Man is, I believe it was 188 where he graduated from college. Mm -hmm, Yep. And uh, he was cleared by the police. DA Tower um, cleared him of all all, uh, charges, you know, stemming from the death of Captain George Stacy. Yep. And he was exonerated and he had, his life was... And you're like, oh my god, that's awesome. He's like, ah, thank you so much. I'm I'm feeling really cool. And J. Jonah Jameson's like, he's still a menace. And he's like, just, can can I tell him to shut the yeah. the fuck up? <laughs> shut the fuck up, J. 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 And um, another one was, uh, I believe, oh my god, it was uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. I think it was 58. Mm-hmm. With uh, he fought the Ringer. Oh God! It was John Byrne, yeah, and Roger Stern did the um, did the writing. The but it was just, and you you meet Greg Salinger, who mm-hmm. would become Fool Killer. Okay, like the second Fool Killer a little bit later on, but um, art by John Byrne, and he's just he's having a great time. Yeah, he's like I'm Spider Man. You know, I'm a teaching assistant up here at ESU. I've got a date with uh, it was Deborah. She had she had mental issues. Deborah Whitman. Deborah Whitman. Yep. Yeah. She had some serious mental issues. Yep. And, but it was handled really, really sweetly. Yeah. Uh, at a time when, you know, if you know you had a mental issue, you were called crazy and nuts and made fun of and possibly turned into a supervillain. Yep. But took her to Benny Hanna. <laughs> I mean, he really yeah, did. He yeah, took it to Benny Hanna. Hanna. Yep. I'm like, well, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Spider-Man. He had a couple bucks in his pocket, um, swinging around, kicking kicking the crap out of the ringer, Yep. who was a D-list celebrity at best. <laughs> uh, but he, he, And that was what Spider-Man is all about. Yeah. Just having some fun and kicking the crap out of some villains. Never gets old for me. No, and that's, that's what I, I don't, I get that angsty stuff. From Ditko. Yeah. That was all like angular and, oh my God, you know, Aunt May's going to die. And, you know, and you were kind of wishing she would oh after God. a little while. You're like, all right, Dude, 14 I, issues of this, you're killing me. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, there are just like when I, when anytime, especially, especially in recent Spider-Man comics, mm-hmm. anytime that they've, they just shoehorn Aunt May into a, fucking storyline it just made i'm just like stop just please stop yeah like like when she when she was married to uh jj <laughs> father Senior. yeah so like so so for, I, I so i love when comics do stuff like this because you're like okay all right how because jj was always like how you know in his 60s roughly they yeah. they made him seem, he said i want to be bucky right so you're and you're like all right let me do the math here so yeah. at best at best you're 75. Yeah, at best. I and mean, more likely like 80. Yeah. So then how old is Aunt May? You know. She's just, 90. Like, she's pushing 90. And then and then when you think back to when Doc Ock tried to marry her and that oh my whole God, thing. Yeah. And now they're playing, they're playing back on that a little bit now. Like a few issues recently, there was that weird like Doc Ock, Aunt May team up where like oh they were. God. It's just like. Stop. Peaks and valleys, man. Stop, Peaks and buddy. valleys. Stop it. <laughs> they, just, they just need to kill 
Aunt May. And the last time, you know, I thought they were actually going to do it, right, when Kingpin, you know, had the – and then that turned into uh, – was it One More Day or – the one, the one where he erases Mary Jane, where they erase, yeah, that was yeah, uh, that turned into one more, one more day, day, right? day, yeah. yeah. That, that was like, I was oh, like, brand yeah, new, remember, no, brand new day, brand new day, brand yeah, new yeah. Day. it was one of something new day. But I mean, yeah, I remember reading that, and I'm like, yes, they're finally gonna kill Aunt May, and then they didn't, and they did it in the worst way possible by erasing his relationship with Mary yeah, Jane. Yeah, the one like, constant <laughs> in the multiverse, and yeah, you're like, oh, you suck. You really do. So you people bad. suck. Cause, and I remember uh, Straczynski being like, I want nothing to do with this. That was Dan Slott that wrote that, wasn't it? Dan Slott or was that? I don't know. I think he wrote after that. Okay, I couldn't remember if but it was Straczynski no, it was or Str- Slott. It was yeah. Straczynski who, he's like, I, I really don't want to write this. Yeah. But they're making me. Well, because I feel like he was also forced to write that storyline with the, um, uh, shortly before that where you find out that Norman Osborn had an affair with Gwen Stacy and had those two freaking kids remember that fucking storyline oh god yes i do oh god that was like um yeah there's peaks and valleys my friend peaks and valleys uh (laughs) oh dear lord yeah because i mean who doesn't who doesn't have a kid or two out of wedlock that you know go from zero years old to uh like what 26 exactly in four years even 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 yeah even when you even when you look past the absurdity of that you know oh the goblin serum made them age you know faster okay fine it's comic books we still have to go back and accept the fact that norman osborne who portrayed roughly as a late 30s early 40s man had this affair with College age, eighteen year old, eighteen year old, nineteen. Like it just well, while abroad overseas, and you, you're just like, okay, just I, I can't, I, I can't read this. They right were now. on a break. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's pull a Ross and Rachel on this one, like, because yeah, it's like seriously, and you're gonna do something. You're gonna, all right, Harry's one of your, one of your boyfriend's best friends, right? This is not a, this isn't a '70s porno for God's <laughs> sakes. Let's not do that, but. They went and did that. I know. And I was like, wow, that just sucks. And then he killed her. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, and then after and then, all that. <laughs> yeah, right? And then it's like, uh, you weren't that great. You know, yeah. I was like, what the just, fuck? <laughs> and she got pregnant, and she was only gone for like a month. Yeah, the the timing. It's like a summer fling, and then she comes back. I know. And is not, but then, you know, oh, it's the goblin serum. It makes the pregnancy go faster oh, also, course. whatever fucking explanation they, sure. they gave you. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that Tony Stark doesn't have like a shitload of goblin serum around. <laughs> just you know, just in case. Um, Instead of the morning after pill, here, take this goblin yeah. serum. <laughs> Comics. Yeah, right. Comics. God. Um, all right. So let let's talk about uh, the other book that we read <laughs> in preparation. God bless you, John Romita. Right. Uh, planetary. Planetary. Love planetary. Yeah. So I have questions. I have answers. So are these? I mean, very simple questions, I guess. Are these good guys, bad guys? I'm sorry, who? Planetary? Yeah. Or, or is planetary good guys? Yeah, these 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 three dudes on the cover here, or um, two dudes, one lady. They're uh, I like to think good guys. Right. They're trying to uh, they're trying to bust out the status quo and make the world a better place. So that's my definition of a good guy. Fair enough. So are they like? Because I had never really, you know, the first time I was introduced to them was reading mm-hmm. the Authority, but their story in the Authority felt very um, 
out of place with the rest of what was going on in that right. big authority book. So, like, but yeah, it seems like they're trying to do good here. But like, so who are these? Like, who? Where? What's their story? Well, the planetary. Let's let's put it this way: it's uh, the organization planetary mm-hmm. is uh, it's a global think tank. Let let's also call it you know a global workhorse. Okay, they, they go out there and they try to. It's like the Red Cross, right? All right, so they go out to weird things that happen. And they help clean up. Pardon me. <laughs> um, the guy who runs it, who's this gentleman right yep. there, that is um, Elijah Snow. He is what's called a century baby. Mm-hmm. And this is a Warren Ellis. Um, Just like Jenny Sparks is. Yeah, Jenny Sparks is. Um, every one of the century babies has a function that they fulfill in right. the world. Right. And during the entire century. So uh, Jenny Sparks is to protect. Right. Jenny Sparks is a protector. Um, Elijah Snow is a preserver. Okay. Which is slightly different, but he chronicles what goes on in the weirdness of the world uh, as far as like just strange incursions. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. He chronicles them and he tries to take care of them. Okay. Um, He was... Crisscrossing the Earth, trying to find all these weird things and put them down in what he called planetary guides, mm-hmm. sort of like the um, Atlas Obscura. Yep. So they they print that every year. So this is what he does. Okay. Like, uh, something strange happens. Like if you read planetary proper, you will read uh, about like Ayers Rock out in Australia. Right. Right. You'll read about um, a. A scientist who was caught in a an explosion of radioactivity who becomes this giant monster. <laughs> he takes every trope that's out there, yeah. and he throws it on its side. Like there are, um, there's a place off of the Japanese coast called Monster Island. <laughs> so, and that's where the monsters live. Yeah, the ones that are that were awakened by the radiation. So that's what he does. He chronicles and he tries to protect most of the Earth. From that stuff too. Okay, got it. So what he did, and he goes out there and he takes his many millions of dollars. He has a lot of money because smart guy. He's a pretty smart guy. And yeah, he uh, gets to live for 100 years. You yeah. amass some wealth in that You can that amass time. some wealth. Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, and uh, in this Crossing Worlds, this is a really cool uh, grouping. Yes, him running uh, into the authority. Yep. Essentially, he just wants to see what's going on. Right. And he wants to see what they're doing since they they all live in the same universe. Right. And uh, Warren Ellis made it so that the authority, they were in their, uh, the carrier, which is like the, a little baby sailing ship. Yeah. It's very <laughs> cool. It, it sails the bleed. So he accessed it, and he just wanted to make sure that they were on the up and up. Yeah, yeah. So that's fair. Uh, this next one is the um, the terror ops. Uh, yeah, see, this this is the one that got me questioning whether or not they were good or not. But it felt like this was an alternate universe version yes. of them because they were seemed to be pretty straight up bad in this one. And it's this sort of weirdo version of the the Holy Trinity of DC: Clark yes. Kent, you know, Bruce Wayne, and Diana. Um, like you know, Bruce Wayne is not fully Batman, but he's Batman esque. 
Clark Kent is Superman-esque also, not fully powered, right. you know. This this one I really liked because it was a little it was, it was a little bit darker, you know, a, a totally different take on, um, you know, the, the these three heroes, This right? was, yes, and I think that this goes into the bleed and you get a shadowy version of the of planetary right exactly and you get a shadow not even a shadow but a lesser version of the trinity yep exactly and um i think if if you read like i said if you read the planetary proper um one of elijah's main antagonists are the four okay so and and it's they're um a, a really dark version of the fantastic four really yes Oh, okay, it's, and there are many parallels, and it's it's amazing what they did. Uh, they couldn't be superhumans; they were going to make themselves into superhumans. Oh, I like that. So that's what they did, and they've they've launched themselves out into space, just like the Fantastic Four, and they've got powers similar yep. to the Fantastic Four. And they decided to they they sold the Earth, right? They sold the Earth to aliens huh. from a different dimension. Huh. And um, when the aliens came to collect um, Elijah, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. Yeah, yeah. But he was p- pretty pissed. So uh, the shadowy version of planetary are, it's where the four doesn't exist, but you know, planetary does, and they're not quite, yeah, not quite as, as altruistic, yeah. as... Yeah, other guys. Yeah, that's the, this that story I I really liked because it's just I I anytime you get to see versions of uh, heroes you know mm-hmm. being completely different, like I I liked how you know she made the comment about how she's like she gets like oh you're like you you just you're just dressed this way like he was kind of dressed like Batman mm-hmm. but not really he's like oh I like to be prepared you know um, and he's just he was prepared to fight Snow took him down real quick they show that you know. Clark Kent is not as powerful as you would think he is because he gets sucked out into space and immediately mm-hmm. dies. You know, um, so it was pretty. It was pretty. This one was my favorite story in, in the in the in this book here. I like the Batman story in this one as well. It was really good too. It was it was excellent. I mean, there's there's not really a dud in here. Yeah, uh, but um, the Batman story for me was just Easter egg riffic. Oh my god! So <laughs> they go to they they live in on a planet planetary lives on a planet on a planet earth that just happens to be in the, the on multiverse. a planetary planet <laughs> uh it yeah i know that sounds so stupid but it's <laughs> it's true uh and they go to their version of gotham city which yep. doesn't have a batman by the way but uh this one guy who accesses the multiverse the snowflake mm-hmm. as they call it um because he has seizures in his head um and he he turns every everybody in his immediate vicinity. Uh, they go to through the multiverse. That was such a cool concept. I loved that. Like yes. how he couldn't control his powers, so at any <clears throat> at any given moment, you're just blinking through a different world. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit! That's it. you're going through a wormhole with this guy, and there's like a like a um, like an elongating effect or a right a distortion effect. Yeah, because it's cool. Because he's not he's not necessarily taking you to the the different world he's essentially changing the world around him and if you're like so if he is his power is right here he's not taking us into a different world where we meet earth Two, mike and matt mm-hmm. we just become earth Two, mike right. and matt that i thought was so cool yeah and if if we're we just happen to be in the same place at the same time we merge with our and yep we become like fucking monsters so yeah <laughs> And it's really cool because the further out, um, 
the further out you are from like in his vicinity, you can still access the effect, but you're not like gonna yeah. be merged with him. You know, when he when when they when they get into the uh, when they get into the Adam West, that is universe, awesome. Bad apologies. He, yes, he hits he hits her with the God. What is it? it's like? It's like anti something repellent. Yeah. It was just, female. Yeah, like. There it is. Yeah, he said bad apologies, and he drops the canister. And what does it say? Bad, bad female, yeah, female villain, villain repellent. Yeah. <laughs> like just so on the nose, and, and then, then it's so awesome and because then, and then Frank Miller's Batman comes yeah. up. Yep. Oh, this is so great. And then you get the nineteen. Uh, you get the classic Neil Adams Batman, yep. and then it finishes, I think, with the uh, uh, the Batman. Yeah, that actually shoots people in the head mm-hmm. with guns. That was freaking like old fifties Batman. Actually, it's uh, his very first nineteen thirty eight Batman, and then we have like the Batman that could be. Ten years from now, right? Oh, that's so cool, and yeah. uh, it's so really cool. But my favorite thing in this is the uh, the last couple of, um, where she's uh, Jakita Wagner, who's like the strong man yep. of the group. It's like um, I totally beat you up, you know, as he's leaving. Yeah, and he's like, if that's what you want to believe, yeah. <laughs> and she she says to Elijah, I totally kicked his ass. You like him, don't you? He's your special bat friend. <laughs> Get away from me. Told you. This town is insane. So, yeah, they, they call him, like, absinthe freaks. That is good. Um, oh, it's just such fun. So what else? So you said planetary proper. So, like, is this a whole ongoing series? No, or like... it's a finite series. Okay. Much like uh, Preacher or um, Sandman. Okay. So there are 26 issues. Oh, that's it? Including these bad boys. Yeah, they're only twenty six. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to read all those. Then. Um, yeah, and it uh, they don't do trade paperbacks anymore. They're yeah. out of print, but uh, they do them in omnibus. Okay. So yeah, I mean, twenty six issues. That's a yeah, it's, yeah, not it's that a nice bad. junk. It's yeah, pretty I, badass. <laughs> I dig it. Um, all right, cool, man. Well, anything else on uh, on planetary or our our friend? John Ramita. Planet uh John Ramita, God bless you. Uh God bless your family. Uh John Ramita Jr., fantastic artist. Um I, I know he's one of your faves. Uh this was this had so many different artists. We had uh Phil Jimenez uh doing the authority chapter. Who I love. Yep. We've also got um Jerry Ordway doing the uh, Terra Terra Incognita uh, Terra Occulta, and I think John Cassidy was the other one, right? And John Cassidy, who did all of the art on um, Planetary, like I said, Planetary proper. Um, <laughs> I love it, but yeah, uh, I can't recommend Planetary enough. Good. Um, we didn't actually decide what we're going to do for our next episode. You know what I'm thinking? Yeah, what do you got for me? I got some uh, some older stuff for you. I'm going to put together a little package. You're going to come by on the – make it next week. Yeah, I'll come, yeah, I'll uh, come. come in next week. Yeah. Uh, come in next week, and I'm going to get some uh, Treasury Edition stuff. Some old stuff for you to read. I am into it. I love it. I love, I love checking out my library card here at the stash. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you guys uh, for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Mike. And we read comics.